Tashala, heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda, must step forward to lead his people into a new future and must confront a challenger from his country's past. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Luis, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to The Walt Vault, episode 38. Guys, what are we talking about this week? Da Black Banta! That's my favorite part. We're talking about Black <laughs> Panther this week. It is the third week of our Marvel month, something like that. Yeah, third week. Uh, we're going in on Black Panther this week. You guys, I'm very, very excited because this movie was great. That first impression. <laughs> wow, okay. Very great. Because very great. it was great. Good stuff. Um, do I have to preface? Should I? Pre- uh, 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 um, <laughs> this movie came out on my birthday. Oh yeah, and then February, I bought you tickets for your birthday. February sixteenth. You were very birthday. excited. It came out during Black History Month. It's a movie set in Africa, mostly, and uh, I was hyped. Why were <laughs> you so Why were you so hyped? Because there's not a lot of those. I know. <laughs> there's not a lot of black superhero movies set in Africa. And Andre is a black superhero. And set, I'd in like to be set in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> set in Africa. <laughs> so it, I was hyped, and it lived up to the hype. Uh, good stuff, and lived up to it again on this viewing. I'm surprised you're saying so little because literally when we were watching it, he was like, "Oh, oh, oh, Black Panther!" He's he's really doing he's a really good job. Yeah, he's doing a really good job of yeah. doing the first impression. First you want to know why? It's because he's drank two sips of his energy drink, unlike Michelle, who drank the whole can yeah. and is on <gasps> one right now. <laughs> Yep. She's been doing that for a 30 of minutes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready. All right. Who else has a first impression? What's your first impression, Michelle? Jump, jump, jump. No, my first impression <laughs> is... is first impression? I'll tell you what my first impression of this movie was. I was <laughs> obsessed with the music, and I was obsessed with the costuming. I literally... The movie has such bright, vivid colors that I was so focused on, like, wow, this is so bright and vivid and beautiful. And it was really nice seeing, like all the cultural aspects. So, of course, Andre was hyped. I was hyped for it as well. I didn't know much about Black Panther going into it. But I will say that even though it was a Black Panther movie, it was really about the women, and I liked that. That's my first impression. Agreed. I have a first impression that this movie was great. (laughs) (laughs) Emily says it was great. Pretty good. It It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree with Michelle. The cultural aspect of this movie was so cool. Luis and I have seen this movie multiple times now. We literally bought it the moment it became a pre-order option on the Disney Movie Club. Mm -hmm. And when we got it, we watched it multiple times. And every time we find something new and cool to see in the way that the headdresses or the outfits or like the weird, I don't want to say weird piercings, but like the dude's lip, it's real scary. Mm -hmm. But I love it. It's so cool. Even the dancing, I'm like, oh, yeah, get it. Oh, yeah. I I really enjoy the aspects. or, or the areas that they really paid attention to culturally. I thought that was just super cool. And the accents. They did a really good job yeah. with the accents in this movie. Except for the one person in particular, God. and we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Luis, first impression. Great movie. Great movie. 
Where does Black Panther scale on your superhero ratings? Like, oh no, is he in the tops for you now? Pretty awesome. He's supposed to. Is he like top three? Comic book wise, he's supposed to know just about every single fighting style on Earth, and then a couple. No, no, and then he knows every pressure point on the human body, and even in some extraterrestrial. He's also extremely smart in the comics. He's like Mm -hmm. he's like Tony Stark levels. It's hard as I'm learning about more superheroes versus just like the well-known ones. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's really hard for me because now I'm just thinking they're all cool and I, I don't know who my favorite yeah, is anymore. Welcome to comic books. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to being a like real I, fan. I keep I've saying like Doctor this. Strange's but then like Captain America and Thor have always been on my radar and now Black Panther's there. It, it's it's tough world out there. And man. Iron Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was never on the list. It's a tough world though. <laughs> that was literally never on the list. Never on the list. Um, okay. Who are, who are we starting with? What characters are we talking about? All of them. Yeah, all of them. There, there's a lot of really, really interesting characters in this film. I think on the count of three, we should all yell our favorite character. Don't into yell. The, the baby's sleeping. Yeah. Okay. No yelling. We will say our favorite character into the microphone. Hold on. Let me think. I yeah, have to make wait. sure I have the right person's name. Can I say two people's names? No. Well, what? I got a lot of people. <laughs> Louise and I. No. Are you good? You got it? Mm. You got it? Uh, hmm? Just go. Mm. Okay, three, two, one. Shuri. I was going to say Okoye, but Shuri. Yeah, me and Emily both said Shuri. And what what did did you say? say? Killmonger? Killmonger. And what did you say? Okoye. Okoye. You know I'm obsessed with Okoye. Yeah. Ooh. I love a girl. Let's start with Shuri because there was two votes for her. Okay, (laughs) we'll start with Shuri. Give her the background. Okay. Give it the background. Shuri is <laughs> T'Challa, is the, the Black Panther's sister. little sister. She's the princess She's of Wakanda. She's the princess of Wakanda. She is the smartest person on earth, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Much. She's uh, basically Tony Stark on crack. Like, she's way smarter than him, I'm pretty yeah, sure. She, and she's supposed to be like 16, so boom. She's super young, super smart, very funny. She, she, and it's, it's really cool because she not only designs like all of T'Challa's like superhero tech. But she also designs like infrastructure for all of Wakanda. She developed like a crazy like whole city. light rail system and stuff like that. She's she's amazing. I and love sure. Well, and the cool thing, the same thing with what you're saying. I enjoy the fact that so Wakanda uses the element vibranium, which is the mm-hmm. strongest metal on Earth, and that's kind of like the at least the introduction we get for it in the MCU early on. Yeah, um, we but know that Captain America's shield is made out of right. vibranium, and the Starks know about it. But, but literally, it does so much more than just, yeah, be, a just be a strong metal. metal. It's a power source. It um, it heals. Yeah, it can heal. It like it. Uh, it has uh, energy projection and stuff like that. It, it can do all kinds. So, of crazy uh, so stuff. the cool thing is that number one, that metal is like legitimate, and they can mine it for millions of years, pretty they much. Have so much of it. But the fact that Shuri can like look at it, understand its properties, and then use it for all of these different things, like she's a total amazing. I also like that yeah. vibranium is purple. Just saying, it's cool. Purple esque. You know what? It's pretty much like the healing flower from Tangled. Boom. Done. They just didn't know all the things that Tangled's flower could do. (laughs) They didn't make shields out of it. That's their own damn fault. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Shuri has some of the best lines in this movie. Like, I just can't with her. I can't with her. She's so funny. I can't. (laughs) When she, she, uh, um, she's explaining um, the new suit technology to um, to (laughs) T'Challa, and then... She's saying, like, if you punch it, it's going to absorb the kinetic energy, right? And then if you hit it again in the same spot, it's going to, it's going to, like, 
blast you backwards yeah, pretty like much. Like emit all of the kinetic <laughs> energy it stores. She just freaking whips out her video camera on her watch and he's like, why are you filming this? And she's like, for research purposes. And <laughs> <laughs> he gets knocked out. Like, delete, delete that footage. Delete that footage. Pretty much that entire scene is fantastic. Yes. Like every single interaction. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about Shuri and, and T'Challa is that he is literally the king of the most advanced nation in the world. Mm -hmm. And he has so much writing on him being king. It's so much different than just being president of a country because Mm -hmm. number one, he has to lead them internally. But number two, he has to hold up the facade internationally Mm -hmm. that they literally are a third world country with like zero resources. So he has like the most diplomatic, ridiculous situation ever. You have to be the best king of, a uh, no-name country. Exactly. Basically. But amazing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. And his dad just died, and he's mm-hmm. he's being very... He, he's taking it really well. Not that he's taking it well, but <laughs> he's, he's being a good king. Yeah. Like, he's doing a good job. But the reason I like him and Shuri is that when they have their interactions just by themselves, mm-hmm. he is 100% a brother yes. yeah, with that's his all sister. He, is, he becomes man. older brother to and his annoying little sister. And it's so funny because their interactions <laughs> are like, you're stupid. You're like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Get you your toes out of my lab. <laughs> oh, you don't like my, uh, what does he say? Like his traditional, my, my traditional sandals? sandals? They're totally Jesus boots. Like, they're so <laughs> bad. <laughs> they're hilarious. Their relationship oh. is the best. But going on what you said, Emily, about how he has a rough job. <laughs> it's so interesting to me because in my mind, yes, this movie is called The Black Panther. But it's really about the women that hold him up because he would be nothing without them. He would struggle if he didn't have Shuri, Nakia, or Okoye. Like, those three together Mm -hmm. literally stabilize him for the whole movie. And I think that's why I'm obsessed with Okoye. So we explained who Shuri is. It's his younger sister who really helps him with all of, like, the Black Panther side of it. Mm -hmm. Like, his tech, keeping him pretty much safe and healthy because she's been able to make, like, beads that kimoyo beads kimoyo beads that can like go inside wounds and like help him heal and all just these crazy things so she keeps him safe alive alive in his suit um and then okoye is the bodyguard the pretty much his bodyguard she's the lead general of the dora milaje lead general of all of wakanda the king's personal bodyguard and just she general good is probably (laughs) the coolest person (laughs) in wakanda Hands down. Okoye is, uh, oh man, she got this like spear. All she has to do is have her spear. She has a spear, which of course does a lot of things, right? Yeah. Andre. Her spear can expel energy. It can do a little zippy zap shock person mm-hmm. thing. It can uh, stab people, as most spears can do. <laughs> <laughs> it can stab people. <laughs> you can just little, do a but little zippy stab. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about her is she's so loyal to T'Challa. And the king and just Wakanda in general. So we kind of see her go through like a little bit of an internal struggle near the end of the movie. Yeah, but she will do anything for Wakanda. Yes. And she's, I, I like to compare her to Mulan. Like she's just such like a really, really good warrior. Well, and she like takes I, her position very seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She understands that things can change from day to day, but the safety of Wakanda and the safety of the throne is really what's most important, regardless of what she feels internally. Like oh, what yeah. her personal just struggle like is. Just like how she loves, um, What's his name? Wakabi. Wakabi, the leader of the... The other tribe who's... The farmer tribe. tribe. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. farmer tribe. She was um, going to kill him for Wakanda. She was ready. Okoye, the tattoos on her head is her rank in the military. 
like 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 how like how U.S. soldiers have like their stripes on mm-hmm. their shoulders. She tattooed it on her head. That's legit. That's why there's so she's many. Committed. She's so high. Yeah. That's why she doesn't want no wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she, she has the coolest no bald head I've ever seen. Andre, yeah. so much better than yours. Ooh. Wow. Contention. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there. it's funny because. Am I wrong in saying that all of the Dora Milaje have shaved heads? Yeah, yes. they do. And I have never seen more beautiful women right. with no hair. Like, if I was God. bald, I would be so ugly. Me too, man. So <laughs> ugly. But they just like, they, and their off. whole their whole garb is so fantastic throughout this movie because it looks so traditional mm-hmm. in, in an African sense, but also in like a time period sense as to where people think they're at, like third right. world wise. Mm-hmm. But then it's all encased in vibranium. Yeah. So it does some really cool stuff, even though it doesn't yeah. look up anything other than like yeah. a little shoulder piece or right. something. Yeah, the Dora Milaje could be comparable to the oh man, what are they called from Thor two? The Valkyrie. The Valkyrie, oh, right? Yes, They're the kind of the same where they yeah. protect the country. That's true. Mm-hmm. All the women. women All warriors. the women getting the, it. The getting Amazons from Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's get some women in here. Oh yeah, they they oh, gave us all like yeah. the women like side bodyguard characters for all the men like number one character. Like yeah. I said, they would be nothing. <laughs> they he has to have his women, and especially he has, he has to, to have, have his, his women. women, especially Nakia because he love a Nakia. Whoo, I love a Nakia too. So Nakia is his ex-girlfriend yes. pretty much which is really funny you know, they have a good relationship even though they exes yes they do mm-hmm. um pretty much the, the long of the short of it and correct me if i'm wrong is that she she is wakandan they grew up together they dated and everything but they pretty much broke up we don't, they don't give a huge backstory but pretty no. much because she knew that wakanda could do so much more for the world and for people who are either refugees or people who are who are struggling out Being in the world oppressed. you yes. know and so she wanted to go out and do things to help right. and not so much that he didn't want to help but it was that because she just felt that need to go she left she had to go you yeah. know and so she's out in the world when we start the movie doing like fighting the good fight yeah. and doing they spy stuff yeah and they call she's her a home. war dog right yes mm-hmm. yeah. she's a war dog um, so they call her home because T'Challa is going to fight for the mantle of Black Panther as the actual king of Wakanda. So that's why she ends up coming back. So it's really interesting to see their relationship kind of re-blossom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we saw it blossom the first time, right, but yeah. to re-blossom. And I appreciate that they didn't fight a whole bunch. Like it wasn't no. like a... like yeah. a. It wasn't like a heated argument. No. It was just like a, a disagreement that they had. Yeah. Which is kind of the basis of this movie, this disagreement that... We are a nation that's hidden and have all of these millions of resources, really, right. that could help people who are, bre- are oppressed in the world. For themselves, but they don't... But they don't share that knowledge with the rest of the right. world. Right, they don't help anybody else. So for let's, good reasons. So let's, let's take it back, because I think one of the most important scenes in this entire movie is literally the opening scene. Which is so cool. Um, so pretty much... You, you don't know as of the moment when it happens, but you hear um, Killmonger's dad, mm-hmm. right, telling the story of how Wakanda came to be. Right. Um, Andre, do you want to take this away? It's really cool. It's so cool. Because they, they, they frame it all in, um, in like, animation. It's like a cartoon, yeah. Uh, but it's all used with, like, the vibranium dust that, the, that comes mm-hmm. out of the Kamoyo beads and, and, and in the... the and a, setting you know, that they have giant on the ship. meteor that crashed yes. into Africa. So a giant meteor crashes into Africa very early uh, in Earth's history. Uh, that meteor contains vibranium. So five tribes, four tribes, <laughs> uh, 
t- become Wakanda, take uh, the vibranium and start using it, and they—they're always fighting. Well, no, they're 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 cool with each other, but they're fighting with the fifth tribe, which is the Jabari tribe, right. who didn't want to use the technology from the vibranium. I don't remember why. They wanted to just be traditional. Yeah, I guess so. We're going to be out here in the mountains. You guys kill it with the vibranium, I guess. So pretty much they move <laughs> to the mountains, become the mountain people, and the rest of Wakanda continues to thrive, mm-hmm. but also conceal themselves for right. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So I'm assuming cool. still the Jabari are hidden. Like, I think, yeah. do you think they're inside that um, shield, or are they outside of that shield? I think they're I think outside they're of the shield. outside of it, but... But they're still Wakanda. They're still hidden yeah. in the mountains. They're still Wakanda, yeah. and people don't know about them, I mm-hmm. don't think. Yeah. So, the, he, so Killmonger's dad, Eric, what is his name, Eric? Yeah. Eric Killmonger, right? Is that Killmonger's his, that's real not last his name? last name. That's Hang just on. what they monikered at him as. Stevens. Eric Stevens. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. Eric Stevens. <laughs> um, so, he continues to tell him the story of their people um, and explains how, you know, the rest, they stay hidden from the rest of the world, and then eventually, um, Pretty much spies. I mean, it's not supposed to be spies, but spies are sent out to every nation in the world Mm -hmm. so that Wakanda could have um, satellites pretty much everywhere. And so his dad was sent out to the United States and he ended up in Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. So that's where he kind of where the story starts in the 90s, in the 90s. Um, They're playing their They're playing their basketball Mm -hmm. outside and he's hearing about Wakanda. So he knows about Wakanda as a child living in the United States. So he was brought up here because his dad, who is from Wakanda, married a girl, yeah. a girl yeah. here. I don't think where we're at. I mm-hmm. think he met well, a girl. Well, met a girl. Well, met a girl. And yeah. Had did, a baby. Did the things. Yeah. <laughs> Impregnation. Um, so from there. <laughs> from there. Uh, T'Chaka comes. Yes. T'Chaka makes a visit to Oakland to confront Njobu. Because he finds out that he has betrayed them. He has betrayed Wakanda by teaming up with Claw and uh, stealing Vibranium. Officer Clawhauser. <laughs> Officer <laughs> Clawhauser? Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Killer Claw. That's what I call him. Killer Claw. Killer Claw. What's his name in the comics? I think it's. Is it just the Claw? I can't remember. The Claw. <laughs> it might just be. Ooh. It might just be Claw, yeah. I think it's just Claw. Uh, in the comics, his his, his uh, robo arm is like really silly looking. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he was silly looking in this movie. Like okay. it's just like a bunch of circles attached to the end of a, end of his fist or whatever. Like a nub. Yeah. Like, bam. Like, bam. Yeah. It's a, it's a little nub. Um, but yeah, so he teams up with with uh, Claw. They steal the vibranium, and T'Chaka finds out because he sent another spy to the U.S. Uh, Zuri. And he's been spying on Najobu this entire time. They've been double spying. Double spies. Spyception. Spies. So when Najobu finds out about Zuri, T'Chaka has to take him out. I'm kind of sad. He's going to kill Zuri. Zuri, yes. So, So it's sad because... It's very sad. Pretty much, he had to kill his own brother because he he ratted out Wakanda, and that was the radi- only he was the radical at that point. And yes, and that right. was the only time at that point where Wakanda had ever been found out by an outside source. And sadly, you can't really be upset with what what is his name? Njobu. Njobu. Yeah. Njobu. 
Killmonger's dad because he was being quote unquote radicalized because he was living in the middle of Oakland right. watching the injustices that happen mm-hmm. and he was like again what the heck he kind of yeah. did a Nakia mm-hmm. like he didn't like Nakia didn't betray Wakanda but he was like dude we there are resources there that could help right. all these people we should be helping maybe teaming up with Claw you know that probably wasn't the best idea at all no Stealing because people died and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but you can understand where his heart was exactly. mm-hmm. and so that's what he honestly that's what he passed on to killmonger was that there is a place with resources that could help the rest yes. of the world and we Kill, should be using it to killmonger help is the probably the most complex villain since loki in the mcu mm-hmm. to me like loki was very complex we loved him we hated him we were very torn about things that loki did mm-hmm. and it's the same it's the same thing with killmonger yeah it's it's very they they do a great job of explaining to you the motivations behind all of killmonger's actions throughout the movie everything that he does has a pretty good justification behind except it except, even if it's except crazy. all of his you know murder but hold on pause there because you can sing the song early in the episode this time. Early battle. Luis. Is your mic on? All right, guys. I know it's a little bit early into the episode, but because we're already having that discussion, I decided it'd be best to address this battle now. Okay. So, in your guys' opinion, is Killmonger really a villain? In the um, core villain definition. Ready? Go. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> I have I have one thing to say. And there there's one. There there's one moment that happens in this movie where listen, I feel for Killmonger. I totally completely understand what he's doing, but there's one thing he said at one specific moment where all of Wakanda who was watching at that moment should have been like, oh, He's talking about when he when he's doing the ritual combat with um, T'Challa. T'Challa. He takes off his garbs, and you see him. Basically, he has a burn mark on him for all of the kills that he's done. The little cuts. He's extremely smart. Um, he's trained for years, right? And he's killed. And he goes, I've killed people in Iraq. I've killed people in Afghanistan. I've killed my own brothers and sisters right here on this continent. Right when he says that, you should have been like, what? Because his whole premise was, I'm going to help all of these people who have been oppressed. Yet he's just admitting that he'll kill anybody who gets in his way, even if they're his quote-unquote brothers and sisters of the same color. So right then, they should have been like, huh? (laughs) Like, back it up, bro. Like, what did (laughs) you just say? So that moment right there, yes, I completely... As much as I love Killmonger, all villains, even Loki, they have this backstory. Something's happened to them, maybe in their early childhood, that has scarred them and has turned them into the person they are today. But there is a point where there's a turning point when you start killing anybody for any reason that you become radical and you become a villain. So in that sense, he is a villain because he's willing to kill whomever basically but is his premise like his idea like in the right place Mm -hmm. yeah his heart's like in the right place but a lot of villains hearts can be in the right place but they're still a villain correct i i I, I tend to agree with you i think that his 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 motivations are all all there they're all good but his the action the steps that he takes to get to 
the resolution that he wants is like is really villainous. Okay, hold on. Pause though. Pause back. So we we were talking about how um, our Black Panther's dad goes and kills his brother, which is Killmonger's dad. So explain what he walks into once he sees the Wakandan like spaceship fly out of the sky because he knew right as a kid he saw the spaceship come. He knows what Wakanda is, and then he walks in, and what does he see? When he walks into actual Wakanda? No, his apartment, no, his apartment. as a kid. He oh, right, yes. He sees his dead. dad dead with claw marks in his chest. So, number one, he sees Black Panther just kill my dad, mm-hmm. and his uncle, who was the other spy, pretty right. much, is gone. So yeah. he's like, okay, well, I know now that my uncle was a traitor, and my dad was just killed by the leader of Wakanda. Right. He doesn't know why. He doesn't no. know right. why. Yeah. For him, what other reason would he have? But, but it, all th- that's how villains kind of become to be something yes. usually happens no yeah but yeah. i'm just saying that's and a good like t'chaka's oh yeah big good old motivation dumb kitty cat head would have just taken eric back to wakanda with him then that would have yeah that was a dumb move we all know <laughs> that was a dumb move. he though. left him in oakland to just fester and and become evil the but because he has so much and um i can't remember who that i think it's okoye she, she understands where he's coming from, or even some people, though, but she goes, you have so much hatred in your heart that you're not fit to be a king. Right. Because that's all he cares about. He doesn't care necessarily about the people of Wakanda. He cares about, this is what's happened. I'm going to do this, 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 this. Like, that's, yeah, that's his motivation. That's the thing, is that you know? he, he, he knows that Wakanda has these resources, and he knows that he can use them to improve the world in his mind. <laughs> to take over the whole world. Exactly. That's the thing, is that he his whole plan is to kill everybody in power to take over the world and when think, theoretically yeah. he, like T'Challa does at the end of the movie he can use those resources to improve the world mm-hmm. without and all then of I the think death it's, and destruction. I think it's T'Challa when they're when they're fighting and he goes um, you're literally because they're always talking about the colonizers like these people did this to me or whatever but and then T'Challa says, like, you're literally becoming the colonizers. Like, you're doing the same thing they did. And he said, no, nah, I'm just so, I've been with them for so long, I'm going to beat them at their own game. Right. Well, so and he's choosing the, the wrong way. Well, and that's one of the things he says when he when he comes into power at, when he beats T'Challa mm-hmm. at, at the mantle, pretty or we think that he beats him at the mantle for Black Panther. And he goes and sits on the throne. He's like, we're putting Wakandan... Um, weapons in the hands of everybody right. and that's i know that's what you're saying about him going out to kill people in but like the oppressed he literally wants to cleanse the world mm-hmm. and hello that's literally an issue no matter which yeah. way you put it you Boy know line thanos there okay, <laughs> come on mm. he's gonna kill half the population mm. <laughs> he's like hmm let's see he would have met thanos like i like this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanos probably would have he would have been like hmm, i can work with him <laughs> <laughs> i can work with that what do you think lou I don't know. Since he's your favorite. Give us I the don't want to say he's really a villain, simply because, on the other hand, you have a character such as the Punisher who believes the only way to uh, truly better someone's situation is to put people in the ground. Sure. Because if not, Punisher is technically a villain, too, though. Okay. Is he, though? Mm. Uh, to me, all villains are complex. This is a psychologist speaking in me. All villains are complex, and I feel for all of but them. John Bernthal, but John But at though. the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're a villain. Mm. Punisher, I don't consider a villain. I think, though. like, okay, so, mm. like, if you're, like, there are people in America, like, any any black senator in America right now, right? They're, they're, they're in the system. They're doing their best to make things better or whatever, right? They're not killing everybody, though. But exactly, like, <laughs> like, 
Killmonger's, Killmonger's plan is to put weapons in the hands of people who would go and take out those black yeah. senators straight up. That's an issue. Yeah. He's willing to stoop to the levels of people who have oppressed his ancestors. So are you telling me he's going to go up in there and kill Obama? Dude, he he that's that probably would have been his plan. He would have said Obama's not doing enough. That's an issue. That's an issue. <laughs> it is an issue. He's <laughs> radical. And there's this <laughs> Do I think that in his heart he's coming from a place of the right thing? Yes. But also if you think about it, he didn't have a dad. He probably went to the foster system after this. He had nobody. All he could yeah, remember mom wasn't there. is right. what happened to him, you know? So yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna go a little crazy. It just kills me though, which because is unfortunate. He went he went to like MIT. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he, he he graduated when he was nineteen. Yes. He he He's was in the Marines. Smart. He was or it was the Marines, right? Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. the Marines. He went through all of the. He just. I understand. He probably saw a lot of very awful things too mm-hmm. in in his wartime because he was right in the middle of our current, not our current, but like our recent knowledge of war. Yeah. Right. He probably went to Iraq. He said yeah. Iraq. He said and Iraq, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. But. It's just so sad that like he went through all of those experiences and it didn't like try to pull him to kind of come back to the humanity side right. of it. You know what I mean? He always had the hate in his heart mm-hmm. because of what happened to his father. And he's mm-hmm. not easily convinced. I, I And there really is a turning point at the end of the movie where, you know, T'Challa stabs him and he takes him to see the sunset. And he's like, listen, we can save you because he understands like what's happened to him. He's like, no. But like that's a point too. like he's at his lowest. Like he knows he's going to die. And at that point. T'Challa can save him and like you know but he didn't want to that, that's the reason to respect him like I yeah. he really he really sticks he to his really guns stuck, yeah. about uh, <laughs> about everything it's called commitment everything y'all. he believes in He's and like, in that moment I was like, the yeah, ocean like come my on, ancestors save him. you guys can use him like he knows a lot about the world like and T'Challa you know wants to help the world now he could probably have gained a lot of knowledge from him but he's so stuck in that mindset of like the world is evil because he, he's been traumatized. It's, it's really quite sad. I can't honestly say he's a villain because okay. I don't believe he wants to watch the world burn. I think he does. I don't think so. I think he wants to see a different world. Well, yeah. And I, I agree. Uh, I don't. And that's where. But like Red Skull wanted that, too. For you me, know, uh-huh. it's, it's, well, uh, and so did Hitler. I mean, let's exactly, get real. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not. I th- but no. my po- the reason I even throw that out there is because I agree he wants a different world. But what does it take to get. The new world, the, right. the, his it's, means it's, of that's doing the it. Problem. The actions that he's taking. That if he saw, if Killmonger saw us right now at this table, he wouldn't hesitate to kill any of us. No, he wouldn't kill me or Andre. Yeah, he would. He would it, it, if we, if we were against his ideals. If we're against his ideals, yeah. Which you are, right? You don't want to kill a bunch of people, do you? No. He's like, well, exactly. <laughs> not today. He would kill us, and that's what makes <laughs> him a villain: tomorrow, is that you <laughs> cannot turn his mindset to be de-radicalized. So, like, yeah. it's extremely sad. Like, I love Killmonger. He's absolutely amazing. Like I said, he's literally, and the reason that Luis doesn't want to say he's a villain is because he's one of the most complex villains we've had or seen. Because he's right on film about a lot, so of, far. Oh, a yeah. lot of things. But that's what makes this movie so good. Yeah, is Talk that about? The, hold on, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to say why I think he's villainous. Um, but the one of the best parts about this movie is that you're, we're having this conversation. He mm-hmm. is not wrong about any of the ideals. Right. It's the way that he goes about it, right? Yeah. But one, the reason, the moment I was like, ooh, was when two things. Number one, he burned all of the uh, purple heart-shaped herbs. Mm-hmm. He um, doesn't care about Wakanda. No, but that's my yeah. point is that the reason I think he's a villain is that he wanted to come there, but he does not care about Wakanda. Right. 
he no. he wants to be called Wakandan. He wants to be a part of it, but then he has zero respect for any of the things that have happened there. He wants he doesn't want anyone else to oppose him, and so he's going to literally, like he's going you to said, right. he's literally going to take over, get rid of any other type of opposition, and then he literally puts the whole country against each other. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the movie, the, it's so the cool fight scene is really the entire country infighting. Yeah. Which is extremely sad to think about. Like, how many of those people just killed each other? Brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, he has a ton of great ideas, but he also has he has no patience and no forethought, like no. at all. Like, in order to care. continue carrying out this perfect vision of the world that he wants, shouldn't there be a couple more Black Panthers along the line? And uh, and uh, don't you think there should be like as many Wakandans as possible right. so we can get this to happen to help out? Nah, nah, let's nah, kill nah, half let's y'all. Just, <laughs> listen, y'all ain't paying attention. Y'all ain't listening. <laughs> we have to do this now. I've been king for a day and a half, and the world hasn't been taken over yet. <laughs> I don't even think so it was what? a day and a half. It was like got, four hours. We got three votes for villain and one for no villain. Yeah, I can't say he's a villain. Okay. I right. appreciate I appreciate your thought though, Lou. Because yeah. I, I think um, <laughs> let's see. Cried when he died for sure when I was in the movie theater. I was like, What? <laughs> I cried. <laughs> what? Come on, Especially no. when he says that thing, babe, you can say the thing. What, thing? what does oh, he say oh, before when he dies? Before he like pulls the best quote of the whole thing. The whole, that, when yeah, the whole that, theater was dead silent like after. The one of the most powerful lines in the movie is when T'Challa says, we can still heal you, he says, why? So you can lock me up? Nah, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. It's like, yikes! Oh! Wow, he, I just got to like again. Oh, I got teary. I'm teary-eyed right now because that is so intense. Pow! Right in the feels. Yeah. Got me. Thanks, Marvel. Thanks, Disney. Thanks. Well, what's the director's name? Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Well, and you know what's really interesting? I want to have a very short conversation on this because we can get so deep and right. I don't particularly want to get that deep. Mm-hmm. But Luis and I looked at each other, right? Because that's literally you almost saw it in the theater, end of right? the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw it in the theaters. And that's almost like right at the end. Luis and I looked at each other when the movie was over and I, I looked at him and I said, you know, that was so powerful. But I am I was afraid that people would like take that and like take it in an in a negative way like okay. oh well is i'll just say it mm-hmm. all these black people trying to get crazy like right. i'm glad yeah. nobody went there like so. everyone no. really appreciated like Especially, what they were trying to do with yeah. it i really appreciate it i honestly that. think it's because of the time that we live in right now and a lot of this is so 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 relevant to what's going on it was a good time for a black panther movie to come out really yeah Oh, 100 percent. It was it was I don't very think well it done. was smart. I don't think they marketed it that way on purpose. It was time for the Black Panther movie to come out. But, you know, that's the thing about some of these movies. Things happening in real life. It's like, whoa. yeah, mm-hmm. this was, movie being as beautiful. powerful as it is, is, it was like really surprising and um, satisfying. Oh, 100 percent. It was I, nice it, to see. It was nice to see kind of the full, full circle um what it could do, what it could mean to change the world mm-hmm. or, or mindsets or... Right. Yeah, it's great. It was really nice. Like T'Challa, he's changed at the end of the movie because of what Killmonger says. He's like, 100%. oh, I, gotta, I should probably step it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's... Let's talk about that for a second. So can we agree that the battle is... is de-battled? De-battle is done. Done battle. I think the coolest thing about T'Challa is that, like we said, he has like the worst job in the world. Even though for him, he's totally about it. Right. Um. But he, so he's a king. Mm-hmm. He's a diplomat. Uh, diplomat. Mm-hmm. He needs to try to figure out what to do as a young person because his dad was 
Black Panther for for years. I mean, decades, decades and decades. Mm-hmm. So now his dad literally just died. He's grieving. The whole fam- the whole of the country is kind of like looking at him like you need to figure right. this out. Mm-hmm. And then he has people in all aspects of his life asking him to do more. Right. But then the elders are all saying like, nah, we doing what we've always done. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see his character development move throughout the, the film. Mm-hmm. And then Killmonger really is the deciding piece, mm-hmm. even though you kind of wish it was Nakia. I think it's it was right. like, well, it was a little bit in the back of, of his head. Yes. I think it's uh, Killmonger helped, but I, I think of it as something different. I think when he found out, um, what his father did. What his father did. Well, and, that's true. And too. you know, they save him. So he's going to die and they steal the herb and he's ghost to the, um, Jabari. So Jabari no, sorry. what's the world? The, Oh, the land of the Panthers. Okay. Yeah, he goes. The land there, of the he goes to the ancestral plane again. Yes, and I think that moment when he sees his dad again, and he ain't grieving over his dad. Then he literally no, yells true. at his dad. He and yells says, at his all his grandpas. All hey, of, he's like, <laughs> "You guys were wrong." And they're like, "No, come to us. It's time to die." He's like, "No, you guys are wrong. I'm going to fix it." I think that was the turning point yeah. for him. Yeah. Of course, Killmonger was involved in that, but I think that's when he finally decided, like, no. But I wonder had had he not had that Killmonger influence, if that had been, if that would have been as powerful, if right. he had just found out, like, well, my dad killed someone and it wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but it, if he was like still king and like, there wasn't a huge threat this. against his entire country, you like, what would he have done? Dad. Then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Damn, T'Chaka. Mm. <sighs> can yeah, we talk? T'Chaka. Can we talk about um, my second favorite character, Mbaku? Yep. Mbaku, the leader of the Jabari tribe. So listen, there's Killmonger. Man ape. And then there's Mbaku, who kind of is scary at feels, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he is scary with that <laughs> monkey mask. Um, he kind of feels the same way. He's He doesn't want... Well, I guess he's on the opposite end of the spectrum. He doesn't want them to use vibranium at all, right? Right, yeah. You guys he, been using your crazy things or whatever he's on the other side of the spectrum well for him i think it's different because he wants the cultural aspect of their country the integrity to stay alive and he i know he his biggest problem or one of his biggest problems is with shuri right because she number one is a child yeah she's doing too much and she's changing everything that he feels is good about wakanda i think he probably thinks that she's like erasing their culture oh 100 Mm -hmm. and and even her little snide remarks throughout the movie um about like like this corset is too tight like let's take it off let's go (laughs) and he's like you need to respect what we've built here child like calm down um, and you can kind of you I can love feel him. with him. Like, mm-hmm. I can feel... I love him. I wish I had that kind of culture in my life where I could be right. like, no, that is something we're he's keeping. A, he's a traditionalist. Yes. And I even like when, you know, T'Challa's alive now and he's like, man, I could really use an army, Mbaku. And he's like, yeah, I bet you could. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, my army. <laughs> he's like, oh, so now you're saying it's us when you're the first king in centuries to come see our tribe. Right. He's like, nah. Uh, I love him for that. And then, of course, they end up fighting in the end because he's like, okay, okay. Like, he's he's changing, so yeah. we'll change, too. Mbaku here you know. to save the Mbaku day. is... No, no, no. no. I Let's love be real. Him. Mbaku's in his freaking super cool throne room, mm-hmm. and he's looking down on the mountain, like, looking down, and he's like, wow, everyone's dying down there. So I'm going to pretty much go down there and save their all butts. Uh, I'll save them all. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, though. Um, in the comics, Mbaku is... He's, he's a villain. Uh, he's known as the man ape. Yes. The man a, ape. He wears he a is. big white gorilla suit and, uh, you know, he fights T'Challa on many occasions. But I, I really appreciated the interpretation of, of him in this movie. Where they still scary monkeys. He's man. a he's a later. He's a leader. He's a vegetarian. <laughs> well, now we know. Let's talk about that, though. <laughs> so apparently his joke about being vegetarians is really funny because mm-hmm. so originally he is 
ape man or whatever man, man, ape. man ape because he ate a white gorilla yes. so he got his powers from eating a white gorilla but then gorillas mainly eat fruit leaves and seeds so they're vegetarians so now they're vegetarians, so they vegetarians <laughs> after he ate that a whole is gorilla. so funny <laughs> hey yeah yeah i'm gonna eat this gorilla but then i'm gonna be a vegetarian how we feel about that and the difference Boom. i i like we'll talk about this in a second because it's some of my favorite moments in the movie but he does yield you know when he's fighting he's not radical enough to be like nah kill me mm-hmm. you know what i mean right yeah he, he knows his people need him i i respect mbaku a lot i really really like him. Well, that's one thing we haven't talked about. Let's talk about the the, um, ooh, the ritual combat the ritual ceremony, combat. which is my favorite moments in the entire movie. That that's, oh my god, that scene is shot beautifully. It looks so good. How did they get on that mountain with all the waterfalls? <laughs> it's extremely, I need that in my life. It's extremely bright. There's like dozens and dozens of colors. All on the tribes everybody. are a different color. They're dancing. They're getting it. It's great. It looks really good. They so good. It. <laughs> I remember when I we saw it on the big screen. I literally was like, "This is gonna win an award." Like I was hating Andre for all the costuming. It and was cinematically like that. very beautiful. I, even the lead up to that particular scene, you see mm-hmm. every you, so you know that it's going to be ritual combat because you see everyone dancing. They're coming up on like river raft type yeah. things. So um, cool. And literally, who who was it? Was it, um, it was, Angela it Bassett? Was, was it her who did it? No, it's Okoye. Okoye. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so right. she hits yes. her spear on on the raft, and literally the water opens up. So cool. And they control an entire waterfall. They control a waterfall to stop flowing yeah. in certain areas, so that they can walk down the rocky waterfall, so that they can all watch this ritual combat. It's absolutely Super amazing. Cool. It's Best just amphitheater <laughs> ever. Seriously, right? Just <laughs> so be slippery awesome. on those rocks. Yeah. I feel like a real mermaid in there. I won't lie to you, though. There's one part that Luis and I laughed about so hard in that scene. So everyone looks like they're in their cultural garb, right? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell where they're from because some of them are like green. Some of them are like bluish or orange. Yeah, yeah the different tribes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, literally, the green ones, which is, I think, the mining. That's where, like, is that where... um. Um, Nakia's from it's that one yes yeah I, I believe they're mining but I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't remember exactly the, well the, different the issue here is that <laughs> that they wear suits they were wearing Nikes <laughs> <laughs> imports baby <laughs> Luis was like excuse me um what why are they wearing they were Nikes? yeah I didn't even noticed there was one people wearing Nikes and there was other ones wearing like Air Force Ones oh really <laughs> Oh my god! That's hilarious. Like, stop. Well, they go do dress a little this. bit kind of fancier. Yes. Like that one dude's always in like a suit. Yeah, in like, like a, a super green suit. The guy yeah. with, the, with the, lip. the lip ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's funny though. But Luis was like, "Where they be getting their fancy tennis shoes from?" I Excuse told Andre me. I would have been Amazon. from the purple tribe because I liked all the purple. Oh <laughs> yeah, their their costuming was just. Like on another level. Sneakers. <laughs> yeah, sneakers. I mean, I think those guys that were wearing the Nikes have to have been war dogs, or else how would they have gotten them? Right. <laughs> now, maybe they were spies planted in there by Killmonger. Ooh. Mm. They're like, I'll give you these fresh pair of kicks if you go and spy. <laughs> Sneaker spies. There you go. Sneakers. But it all looked like Em said very much traditional. And yeah. then I actually caught it because I was like, wait a minute. I rewinded it. I'm like, how come all these peeps are traditional? And, and I mean, this guy has they a suit, Nikes but it's still on. somewhat traditional. And then there's these two peeps I have. Obviously, they have to be Nikes. It's like interesting because, like, because like Wakanda, they're they're very well, not very, but they're they're super traditional, and their and culture is very enclosed because they have very little contact with the outside world, but. They do bring stuff in from like Western culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Freaking Shuri made shoes based off of Back to the Future. So I it's know, not like, right? It's not like they don't watch American movies or consume American products. It's just that they gotta, they gotta get them from 
the outside. I absolutely love that, too, because they don't actually say Back to the Future anywhere right. in the movie, but they're like, yeah, it's from that movie that, 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 that dad used to watch. That <laughs> old movie that dad used to watch, <laughs> and it's those self-lacing shoes yes. from Back to the Future, too. Oh, so cool. Which is funny because... They're, well, and they're so much cooler, too, mm-hmm. which I get that that movie was made, like, in the, in the 80s, 80s or yes, 90s or yes. something. But it's really hilarious because that's what their future looked like. Yes. And these future shoes are so much cooler. It's way more futuristic <laughs> shoes than the you Back s- to the Future you shoes. You step on them and they pretty much do the work for you. And they're quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> zero, zero sounds. That zero was sound. Awesome. That makes sense for a Black Panther, though. He doesn't need to be clip-clopping into right. the... Clip-clopping! <laughs> 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 so yeah, no. It's you me, know, the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, one really cool thing that I found out when I was doing some research on this movie hmm. is that the Black Panther. Two things. Number one, Black Panther predates the Black Panther Party. Yes. In the United States, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that. There's a no. there's a fun fact. How did you know that? Oh, from Andre. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Black Panther came out on that uh, Fantastic Four series yes, for he, the first he became, time. In he showed up in the Fantastic Four 60? in like the 60? early 60s. It was like five or six years before the Black Panther Party became prevalent. Yeah. Probably about 59, maybe 60. Yeah, it's a, a Stanley creation. Um, Stanley. Nah, I don't have the exact. Lily. But that's fine. But, oh, okay, okay. So, fun fact. Um, in the, this movie has been in production since like the 90s because Wesley Snipes, yes, the actor who played Blade, he wanted to make a Black Panther movie. And so when he was first getting together with Stan Lee and Marvel to help make this creation and getting writers together, all the, wider, all the writers that they hired were confused and started writing scripts about a superhero who came from the Black Panther Party who was <laughs> oh, a Lord. Black Panther in that way and not like a Wakandan king. Oh, yeah. No, that's not the same, Which sweetie. Which is crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. That <laughs> no, would have been I a can't. way different story. <laughs> yes, a very different movie. Well, I mean, what it... I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it could have had some similar themes, I guess. <laughs> but uh, very different. But I think that's really cool. A lot more cool. AK-47s right? in the Black Panther Party And, and yeah. berets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 Can you imagine him in a beret? That would have so been fantastic. So many leather jackets. <laughs> when when Okoye goes to guns. So primitive. So primitive. <laughs> she she stops an entire car with a spear. She wouldn't have even need to um, wear a wig. She could have just put a beret on <laughs> put that Put a beret up on okay, it. Okay, I want to talk one more cool, which I'm, I'm sure you guys know this, but then I want to talk about that whole scene because we totally missed the first amazing scene in this movie. Okay. So, did you know, probably did, that Black Panther was the first black superhero in mainstream comics. He predates DC's Green Lantern mm-hmm. as the John Stewart John version. Ty Rock. Ty Rock? I don't freaking know. I wrote it down. Black Lightning. black Lightning. And he predates Marvel's Luke Cage and Falcon. Right. Yeah. So he's like... Luke Cage is a The OG. <laughs> the OG black superhero. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. Straight up out of Africa. So that's why he gets his movie Isn't and Luke Cage gets a TV Spider-Man show. Spider-Man too? There is a black Spider-Man now. There's, there's, there's a fair amount of black uh, character. Fal- Falcon. Mm-hmm. He, he became Captain America in the comics, oh, yeah. which is which is super cool. Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam. Good old Sam. <laughs> He's oh, hilarious. Uh, yeah, there's a fair amount of black superheroes now, but it's it's very cool that Black Panther is basically the original. The uh, the original mainstream one. I'm yeah. sure there were, there were a few um, underdog ones yeah. from smaller comic companies. I'm not going like to lie. That. When we met him in the parks, I got like kind of starstruck. I was like, oh, dang, it's the Black Panther. We'll repost the pictures of Andre and oh, Michelle yeah, because right. they're really funny. Was, Michelle was, is literally just staring at him like, 
She's not even oh smiling God. at the camera. She's smiling at him like, hi. <laughs> well, it was that. And then there was a d- door in Malaji on each side of us. So it was all three of them. And I was like, I'm in the, I'm in the presence of greatness. So like, I was like freaking out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then Andre, this is the funniest thing. He, he always tries to make them laugh. Like, we always mm-hmm. do things to superheroes. So there's Black Panther and there's two Dora Milaje. But we don't know their names, right? So he goes, he looks at one and goes, Dora. And he goes to the other one, Milaje. <laughs> and they kind of smiled, but they like didn't break character. <laughs> they didn't get it. They didn't I was like, me. get out of here, <laughs> Andre. <laughs> okay, we need to take it to Emily's favorite scene. Or I guess it's not even a scene. It's like a like group of scenes mm-hmm. in this movie. Because it's just so fantastic. Actually, no, there's so many good scenes in this movie. I can't even do that. Anywho, <laughs> let's talk. Koreans? Koreans pretty in much Korea. hold on so in the movie we know that Claw is a bad dude really? right yeah, we know creepy. that Claw is bad and we find out that Claw will be selling the some of the vibranium that he had stolen from Wakanda to, to a third party bitter. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's gonna go down in Korea so pretty much what happens Casino. is Black Panther um Nakia and, and Okoye. Okoye. Okoye go to Korea and they're going to stop this transaction. But his promise to his BFF and Okoye's boyfriend, Wakabi, Wakabi is that he will bring, either kill him or bring him back for justice. Right. Because he is the reason that his, his parents, parents died and mm-hmm. so many other people died in Wakanda because right. of the breach. The first time that Wakanda has been breached right. in history. So they show up at this Korean um, casino. casino and it literally is like a moment out of um, freaking James, James Bond. Bond. It's yeah, a James Bond scene in this movie. It's so cool. And literally, the whole progression of the scene is James Bond. Yes. It, is it is so perfection. Mm-hmm. So they walk in, and Okoye is so mad because she's wearing the wig, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> it's but I so love it funny. Because the way that they're costumed, um, one of them is in green, one's in black, and one's in red. Mm-hmm. And they're it, and later on, it was came out that that was supposed to be like the represent uh, the representation of the pan um, African flag. Yes, it's color theory, which is super cool. I like that. Um, so they spread out around the casino, and then they find out that the freaking buyer is the American CIA agent, Agent Ross, played <laughs> Ross. by Freeman. <laughs> I love played him. by Martin Freeman, who. Da- hands down is my favorite British actor. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he does he's, a good job in this movie. He's great. He's literally hands down yes. all the way across. When sure he goes, oh great, another white boy from. <laughs> 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 he's my favorite. I appreciate it because he becomes the really the only white actor in this film. Yeah, like of importance. Besides Claw, mm-hmm. Claw dies early. But Cla- on, yeah, Claw yeah, gets, gets knocked off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Ross goes in and becomes like this little short white dude in he's this like. like is this Wakanda beautiful <laughs> yes area but that's the only that's my that's my accent problem again why no. can't we just have my friends be British okay no. like, I know he's with the CIA but come on his his accent it like really bothered me for like the first five minutes he was there mm-hmm. but then I it grew on me it was I, it I, I, better I, stopped, I stopped noticing it it's it better than me. Cumberbatch yeah better than <laughs> Cumberbatch's alright so this is more kind of like a question towards you Andre mm-hmm. and you guys may kind of chime in <laughs> you two his last there. name Ross? Ross? Wasn't the general, general in Thunderbolt the Ross? Was Ross? Yeah. What the heck is going on there? Because they kept Listen, bugging me throughout the There can only be so movie. many names, okay? No. <laughs> that is, is not it true. It's supposed to be the same guy. No, it's, not, it's definitely not supposed to be the same guy. These are two distinct comics characters okay. um, that aren't related to each other at okay. all. Yeah. 
that was that was he works with CIA. That was irksome to me. <laughs> Good old Thunderbolt. He works for <laughs> he works for the army. Oh, I, the way I was kind of picturing it was. You know, Thunderbolt got beat. He was at that bar. He was, you know, beaten down to, you know, rock bottom, changed his ways, then became Agent Ross. I didn't even think about it till just now, but both of them are in Captain America Civil War. Yep, that's true. Everett Ross and, and Thunderbolt Ross, because he he's becomes the senator, uh, the secretary of state. Yep. And he's giving oh, them the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Two okay. Rosses. That's true. One movie. You All know, right, so there's two the Rosses, two hands. There's <laughs> a lot. That's a mind-blowing moment for me, because I did not figure he became the... You uh, the senator, right? Yeah, they, they did, never right? they never really mention it. Like I think in Captain America: Civil War, Tony Stark he like knows him, but yeah. they, they didn't say where he knew him from or same actor. I'll watch the whole yeah same actor that that really? white dude yeah. right yeah, the, the annoying dude yeah that. with the mustache. How did I miss that man? That whole it's because it's because the Hulk terrible. wasn't there and <laughs> so it was like what if yeah. and wait doesn't he ask he asks where's the Hulk and where's Thor and that's his obsession is the Hulk yeah. I remember you that. You want to know now. my wow. favorite Agent Ross moment though from this movie is when he's trying when he's trying to talk to Mbaku and he's just like, oh, 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 oh. "You do not speak <laughs> <laughs> one more word and we will eat your or feed you to my children." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just the look on his just face kidding. when he starts barking at him is like, "What the heck is going on?" Well, and you know, one of my favorite things, and I brought this up on purpose, is I was like I said, he's my favorite. Um, I just love him in his little short bet amazing acting Mm -hmm. but it was funny because he was um what do you call it he was interviewed uh, martin freeman was and it said in response to being asked what it felt like being one of the only few non-black actors on the set of black panther martin freeman said you think right this is what black actors feel like all the time time yes (laughs) amazing that this movie is like 99 percent black cast it's awesome. There's like two people that aren't Claw, right. the Claw. bad guy, and then <laughs> like Ross, and Ross, the helper. Yes, and in the comics, Ross, it's it's very interesting. There's a, an entire run of Black Panther where Ross becomes like a liaison for Wakanda, mm-hmm. like like T'Challa comes to America and he meets Ross and then takes him to Wakanda for some reason, and then so the whole book is through Ross's eyes seeing Wakanda as this like this crazy utopia of a place. El Dorado, pretty much. Yes, and he's just like <laughs> a dumb old white guy that <laughs> got placed there. And it's, 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 it's great the entire time. I really appreciate it, though, because I think it was a nice juxtaposition to see that literally flop in our um, Hollywood cinematic eyes. That's yeah. not normally how we see, you know, you have like the token black character <laughs> it's yeah. like, right. and then they die. In the first, like, yeah, exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> Andre and I some- were watching the like, bloopers on the dvd that mm-hmm. you guys gave us and it's so funny because i feel like literally all of the background stuff is just everybody getting it dancing, dancing. they're like <laughs> mm, 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 mm. it's hilarious awesome. um so hold on we have to finish with that scene so yes, pretty much scene. Uh, so the casino scene is great because the, it ends up in a shootout pretty much mm-hmm. um you see people flying from banisters up to the bottom of the casino oh. there's a whole like one shot um sequence where it like pans up to the upstairs portion and Okoye starts throwing wigs at people <laughs> and just wielding the heck out of her staff spear. She just, She's amazing. She They're, takes down like 13 dudes in She literally with a stick. Without breaking the staff. My favorite thing about her is that she literally f- 
floats through the air. Like yeah. she'll jump from one spot to another so seamlessly. I'm like, what the heck has this girl got so in her system? <laughs> I need it. <laughs> she's awesome. She's like, I used to be a ballerina after <laughs> yeah. I was chopping off dead heads, right? <laughs> yes, shown, right? Yes. In yes, The Walking Dead. In Walking Dead, Tonight Guerrera. <laughs> well, my mom watched this for the first time. She's like, this lady, I know her. Where's she from? Where's she from? Like the whole movie. And then Luis finally was like, it's Michonne. And she's like, oh, that's why I love her. It's Michonne. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anywho, so then they end up getting into a like Royale Street um, they, chase. They go, on a, they go on a chase and it's, it's the best action scene in the movie. Well, and it's the best chase scene I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of like... Um, is it Tokyo Drift? Yeah. Am yeah. I am I wrong? Fast in saying and the Furious. That? It's Fast and the Furious, but also Bondy still because yeah. it's dark and it's very beautifully. And, funny, kind and there's of. a lot of tech involved. Yes. I love Shuri when, gets when, to control uh, the car. Yeah. That is one of the coolest things. Let's stop there. Mm-hmm. She is literally in Wakanda and she is driving remote controlly the car that yes. Black Panther is riding on top of. It's mm-hmm. so cool. No, one, is... no one's in the driver's seat of that car. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Shuri, who is thousands of miles away. And so she's going around, and then Okoye and Nikita are in a car behind or around yeah. them. And literally, she's throwing her spear off the top of the car, oh. stopping other cars just with the sheer mass Taking of her staff. out. And then their car gets blown up at one point, and <laughs> she... she Flies into the air, throws her spear down, gets on like the hood of the car and slides while Nakia's just like in the driver's seat still, <laughs> just sliding on the ground. It's Hilarious. so cool. I think so much good physical comedy in that scene. And it's this fantastic. is the perfect transition into a different conversation. Claw goes in the scene. He's like, "What is this? A funeral? Put on some music." <laughs> and then he's then, actually kind of funny. It is. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's very funny. And then one of that's like one of my favorite songs in the movie, but. The music in this movie. I'm pretty sure Andre and I listened to the soundtrack, the Kendrick Lamar one, for, gosh, ages. Yeah, I still listen to it. It's fantastic. You want to get into that about the music? It's very interesting. I think Ryan Coogler, he he wanted to put a soundtrack together, and he he approached Kendrick Lamar about it. And Kendrick Lamar was like, I don't know if I want to make music for this Disney movie superhero stuff. And then he got to see, I don't know if he saw an advanced screening or if he just read the script. But Kendrick Lamar was so moved by it that he was like, "Okay, we we're getting everybody on this." He got <laughs> he's he got, he's he got like all, all about this. Yes, and he put so good. he put a crazy amount of work into it, and he ended up putting out his own album and then this Black Panther album within like three or four months of each other. And they're that's both insane. But the Black so good. I don't know if you guys have actually listened to the Black Panther album through. No, not it's all a, the way through. You have to. It's so good. It has like rap songs, right? Mm-hmm. But everything is like tied into the movie. So a lot of the songs at the beginning, he's talking like there's one song where he's like, I am T'Challa. And he talks at the beginning. And then the song is like related to how T'Challa would feel. A lot of them and are then the next the song he's talking, he's like, I am Killmonger, blah, blah, blah. And, and then it goes into a song that's like from the perspective of Killmonger. Hmm. Like it's absolutely amazing. It's very, it's very cool. It's a very good And the songs album. are, oh God. Well, Pray For Me catchy. is my favorite. Yes. And I definitely have it on one of my bar mixes that I use <laughs> at the studio. So when I'm teaching class, I'll just be like, woo, this is my song. And then like one other girl who's a geek like me she's like this is from black panther i'm like yeah i think it's the ambulance song that i like the best i think it's called ambulance paramedics uh paramedics oh that song same biz i get stuck in my head yeah it's it's good and oh it's so good also the score to this movie is really beautiful it's Mm -hmm. it's really cool how they mix like like traditional superhero heroic uh, horns and uh, symphony with like 
African. traditional African drums and stuff like that, and it all sounds really, really good. Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I never knew that I knew or had at least seen Andre before high school, but... He used to play the steel pan drums back oh, in the day. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he did. And in junior high, for some reason, my junior high went over to his stank junior high. Listen, you can't compare our <laughs> junior highs. I didn't. I never went to your junior high. Yeah, so. yours was stank. Whatever. Anywho, <laughs> we went over to their junior high, but they were playing these cool steel pan drums. And I remember the only black dude over there getting it. Getting it, playing under the boardwalk. Right? What? Let's be real. Andre should have been in this movie because every... Oh, my gosh. So long story short, that's what I remember about Andre now. <laughs> and you were, playing, him you were playing the handbells. You know what? Handbells are so cool. so cool. Andre... You mean the triangles? Shut up. <laughs> Basically. You know what? Handbells are cool. Not as cool as steel pan drums. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm embarrassed. Let's stop talking about it. <laughs> but every time, I think it's I think it's the ritual combat scene, the songs before that, where they're basically just like bouncing. Mm-hmm. Andre was getting it the whole time. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's I would good. love to see a Wakandan like attraction in... In, Dis- in California, California Adventure. It'd almost be like the boat ride. You know how they have the Avatar boat ride in... Avatar Land, <laughs> I guess is what you Avatar call it. Land. Avatar Land. They could do yes. it like that, and you like go through the story of Wakanda. Yeah, I mean, cool. I just Avatar think Avatar Land in Disney World. In Disney World. Oh, yeah, they got a whole. So it's not called Avatar Land. It's well, I haven't been there. So called Pandora. There we go. <laughs> I was waiting for y'all trying to get <laughs> I there. Couldn't I couldn't um, get there. I saw that movie once in two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> they could um, totally do that. Have waterfalls everywhere. It'd be nice. Oh, I think it would be really cool to see what they could do with the music and the costuming and everything in a live in a live setting. Right. Or yeah. even if they did like a I'm not I don't want to me like I don't want it to be a musical, but even if they did like a stage adaptation, yeah. that would be super cool. Because I remember when I was younger, um, we used to do like choir tours and stuff in Disneyland. Did you ever go when we would like sing in Disneyland, Andre? No, I, I never did. went. I think. I- I was foolish and didn't want to pay the money. Well, you're silly. Anyhow, one time we went to, um, it was, it was at the Hyperion Theater where they now do Frozone. Mm-hmm. And they Frozone? <laughs> yes, Frozone. Frozone. And it was, it was when the Aladdin show Elsa, was still there. where's my super suit? Can you imagine? <laughs> Frozen in the closet. <laughs> Um, we went and part of like the award ceremony that they did with the Heritage Music Festival was they did like an adaption or an adaptation, excuse me, mm-hmm. of the Lion King. Um, but it right. w- but it was like a different type than just like the Lion King Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And it totally now that I think about it would be so cool to see that similar that type with, of thing with Black Panther, with Black Panther. Hmm. which is like, you know, them fighting and dancing and doing like a ritual combat thing. Right. Yeah. It'd be super cool. Even if it was just like a short 30-minute thing. I yeah. think Just a ritual would... combat show. <laughs> I'm yeah. People be with it. That'd be awesome. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like someone out of the audience has to fight Black Panther. Oh, me. Me, 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 me. Beat me up. Me. <laughs> Beat Kill. me up. Beat me up Kill one time. Me. <laughs> That'd be so fun. But yes, the music is so good, and now I'm going to listen to the soundtrack later, and uh, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Soundtrack's good. Score, Does that? Andre, good. do you want to talk about the Michael Kruger? The Michael Kruger? Isn't that who wrote this? Michael Kruger. What's his name? The director's name is Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Kruger. <laughs> it's Freddy Kruger's younger brother. Uh, Played by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> uh, anyways. I'm dying right now. Ryan Coogler. Because you were Coogler. watching like a documentary, Michael didn't you, last yes. week? Um, <laughs> Ryan Coogler is, is he's, a, he's a very young but very accomplished director. 
Uh, he directed Creed and Fruitvale Station, both also with Michael B. Jordan. Which, uh, which I haven't seen Creed, but my, uh, blah, blah, blah. Fruitvale Station, whoa. I haven't seen Fruitvale Station, but I have seen Creed. I've seen neither. And whoa, <laughs> wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Creed, which I think came out was like his movie right before this yeah, movie. Yeah, it Black was Panther. it was very um, um, recent. Creed is a movie that's it's set in a in an already established universe. It's part of the Rocky <laughs> universe. Yes, it is of movies. Yes, and, it but, is. But it's a it's a completely new adaptation with a completely new main character. Adrian. <laughs> um, but Ryan Coogler does such a good job of setting up a black character in this movie as uh, a legacy character of 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 uh, Rocky's ultimate rival, uh, Apollo Creed. And uh, and the the whole movie it, it's 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 very good in a very similar way to mm-hmm. Black Panther that tells the story of this guy who came up under this legacy of another dude that he has to live up to and is trying to like um, prove himself to everyone mm-hmm. without uh, without having to depend on the legacy of, of his father. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's very powerful, and it, there's a lot of good action scenes. <laughs> and and Ryan Coogler is, is such an accomplished director that coming into this one, getting the, the budget that a Marvel movie uh, lets you have makes Black Panther such a more beautiful and uh, stylistic film. Oh, for sure. I, like, I can like you it. imagine, like, if the other films had had that kind of like budget or right. what he could have done with it yeah. because Fruitvale Station came out before that and it's about the shooting that happened on the BART station mm-hmm. which is it oh, always that one. it really okay. hits home because I mean we don't live in the Bay Area we but we're so close we ride the we're BART all close. the time yeah. um, and you know you pass the Fruitvale Station I've been to Fruitvale Station <laughs> several times <laughs> you know what I mean and, and it's about how you know a gentleman gets shot there and all of the controversy that went along with it and so it's Michael B. Jordan going through his life up until the moment where he as the character is Good shot time. Um, Mm. and it's, it's very powerful and it's, I think it's beautiful because he does such a good job as a director, not making it, it, it's like he makes the statement and then leaves you with the statement. Right. He doesn't like pound it into your head where you're like, I get it. Yeah. Like he's like one line, like he, one line. He does it. And then he's like, okay, now mull that over. I'm going to, I'm going right. to walk away now. And yeah. that's to me much more beautiful than like shoving it down your throat. And honestly, yeah. Michael B. Jordan is such an amazing actor. It's, I think it's funny that he's been in all three of his movies. The dude, said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All three. He's Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> He'll be my Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> He'll hey. be my Johnny Depp. Oh, what? we got hey. some uh, Easter eggs. I do. So these are, I mean, a lot of the Easter eggs in this movie are just callbacks to the comics mm-hmm. it's not really like you know yeah. we see <laughs> that's how the marvels are we don't see a little like a113 in the corner or something right. which would be fun but yeah. we don't know do we <laughs> not not right. that i have found um a lot of people which is funny because i know i remember michelle having this conversation early on and actually some of our listeners did disney oh, for two yeah. on instagram had mm-hmm. asked us this question but they were asking us about the similarities between this movie and the lion king literally the lion king see i do not feel that you way. You don't feel it? You don't I see do. It. No. I do not feel it. But a lot of people do. So they say that they feel like like almost every, not every shot, but all of the iconic shots are nods to the Lion King. Yeah. Especially like the conversation with his dad when he mm-hmm. goes into the ancestral mm-hmm. plane. Yeah, yes, it's exactly. exactly what I think of. Right. T'Challa's relationship with T'Chaka kind of mirrors 
Simba's relationship with Mufasa. At least in the beginning, the, sure the emulation the part. Theater, I was like, well, that was very similar to the Lion King. Yeah, that like, was the first thing I heard um, you say. Themes yeah. and stuff. But yeah. yes, there were shots like the sunsets and things like that where I was like, wow, this looks Lion King-esque, but like real world Lion King-esque. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. The, 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 whole, the whole idea of, of legacy and taking up yep. the mantle. Your father's legacy. Yeah. Someone's trying to take over my throne, but That's I need it. There. Circle of life, y'all. Circle of life. Mm-hmm. Nakia, so Nakia whooping his butt. Uh, I'm sure that would be fine. I know, right? <laughs> Nala, Nakia. Nala, yeah. I don't think that sounds exactly. Yeah, cool. I, I see very Ross similar is, things. Ross is Zazu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> Ross is totally Zazu, though. Then what is um, <laughs> Claw is the hyenas? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's all hyenas. Right. Killmonger is Scar. Yeah. Uh, yeah a a relative who tries to take over. Boom. Mm. Boom. Mm. Okay. Cousin, uncle. It's yeah. all the same. It's thing. all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. Um. So that's so that's one of the Easter eggy type things. Similarly, um, we already talked about the self-placing shoes from Back to the Future, oh, which was so a cool. nod. Um, apparently, the one of my favorite. Uh, Shuri things the what are those when she's talking about <laughs> yeah. the sandals yes. apparently that's a reference to a vine video yep. that ended up being a meme yeah. where it was like a cop wearing these weird shoes which I watched the video they weren't that weird but whatever <laughs> they were weird like, enough a person was videotaping <laughs> the cop memed. and the cop was like mad and they're like <laughs> what are those and so they put it in the movie which I thought was funny <laughs> and apparently those sandals are Alexander McQueen's shoes oh like the costume designer dude. Oh, interesting. So it's like actually. I like those sandals, man. I would have worn them. They were like actually his sandals. That's <laughs> really funny. I like those sandals. <laughs> um, the white wolf that we hear about in this movie, who's Bucky. Yes. Apparently he was adopted brother. He was an adopted brother in some parts of the comic book universe. Right. I believe the white wolf was like, he was like a, a, a white guy who, who was raised by T'Chaka. I think he's actually older than T'Challa. And, but since he wasn't Wakandan, he couldn't. Be, he couldn't go up for king, mm-hmm. so he became this character called the White Wolf, who I think kinda was like a war dog, maybe. Yeah, kind of. I think he was mostly a good guy, but ended up becoming a villain every. So once he was Loki. Yeah, kind of like okay. exactly. <laughs> he's, he was he's adopted. Uh, <laughs> adopted, not accepted. Right. You're not going to be king. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> um, a really cool thing is that young T'Chaka, the one that we see in the beginning of the film, is actually played by T'Chaka Elder's son. Oh, really? Yeah. So, him too? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because Zuri is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker's son played him as a young Yes, yeah, so both sons guy. were playing their quote-unquote oh. younger selves. Which that's is, so I think cool. is really cool. Um, which Forrest Whitaker's son, that dude, is amazing in the O.J. Simpson show. Isn't he the... Who is he in the O.J. Simpson Is he not the, the lawyer? Is he not the lawyer? Who is he then? Oh, oh man, you're well, right. It's not the D. Dorinder. Killmonger's dad is in that show, right? Sterling K. Brown. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm not talking about the other dude. Gotcha. I'm talking okay. about Killmonger's dad. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, yes, he's, he's a good actor. That O.J. Simpson versus, is it, what is it called? The, the America versus O.J. Simpson? Whatever it's called. Everyone versus O.J.? Yeah. <laughs> he is a fantastic character. How do you say O.J.? I think of orange juice. <laughs> he, that, he's the juice. <laughs> white Bronco. Why's it got to be white? Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Um... um Obviously, like we talked about, there's a large Bond influence in this film, mm-hmm. um, and that was intentional yes. because apparently the director just digs Bond. Yeah, who Cooper doesn't? It was cool. Yeah. Um, we talked about M'Baku being um, the man ape in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they try to do as a kind of um, like a tableau type thing is T'Challa's fight with M'Baku in the beginning, his ritual combat, was in the morning. 
and then like si- signifying right, like his coming to kingdom mm-hmm. right um and then his fight with killmonger was at sunset so it was like a big old like Fall circle of Greece. life like it's a circle of right life. i just tried to bring it back for you there you go <laughs> now it's now it really is i think one of my favorite easter eggs it's not even easter egg but it's funny when um shuri goes to california and she's like i thought when you said you were taking <laughs> me to, to california we're gonna go to like coachella or maybe disneyland that's and, that's when she reminds me of my little sister <laughs> more than <laughs> anyone else <laughs> oh he's trying she, to get me to take her to disneyland i know she's <laughs> over here like mm, we're in oakland next to an abandoned building right. like yeah. it's scheduled Fun. for a demolition this is ridiculous um and this one this one's really interesting um he's black panther himself is a character who has most been part of almost every marvel super team does that make sense yes he is like all up in all the he's super been teams. on the fantastic four he's been in the avengers he's probably been in the defenders he was in the defenders um, apparently there was the fantastic force yes four and fours and he's an honorary X Men because, because he married Storm. He married Storm. He so married Storm. And Illuminati. Right? And he's yes, in and the Illuminati. Illuminati. So Wait, is he part of the X Force though? No, not the X Force. Oh, okay. No, he but he's all one. up in all those other ones. Yes. Like, dang. Yeah, he might as well be a Guardian of the Galaxy too because he's just <laughs> all up in these. Take me to space. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in the space. Get um, the cat in space. And at one point, this is really cool. At one point, apparently in the comic books, he took over for Daredevil and Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, dude. So like, he's yes, just, Black Panther. Dang, of Hell's what the Kitchen. heck, Black Panther? Yeah, he's he's just legit. He's, he's got a lot oh, of stuff going on. Oh, and he's the king of the dead. Did you know that? Oh, I the no, king he's of the not dead. Hades. No, 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 not like that. So apparently, hold on, pause. Yeah, I don't know about this. No, no, I no pause. I have I have I have words on this. She has proof. I have. Word proof. Apparently, in Wakanda, there's a city of the dead known as the Necropolis. And we know this a little bit. The remains of every Black Panther who has ever held the title before T'Challa rest in Necropolis. And someday his body and spirit will be there too. Blah, blah, blah. Until then, though, the the Panther has a pretty sweet deal. He's the king of the dead. And he receives the honorific from... Bast. Bost. Bost, the Panther God. He also gains the knowledge, skills, and power of the Black Panthers before him. Gotcha. So he's like the the like mm. gatekeeper like the of, of all those dead Panthers. Interesting. Panthers. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Really that is cool. pretty cool. So he's not like Hades, Lord of the Dead, but he's <laughs> like he could be Lord a knowledgeable of the Lord of the Dead, <laughs> yes. kind of. Lord of the Panthers. Yes. But speaking of that um, Jamaican accent that I keep using as an African accent. Bushmaster. <laughs> Bushmaster. Bushmaster rum. If you've Wh- seen Luke Cage season two, <laughs> you'll know that the bad guy in that Bushmaster, uh, he auditioned that, that, that actor whose name I will find at the moment. Bushmaster. Uh, <laughs> the Bushmaster that, rum. That actor, he, he auditioned for, for Black Panther. And no, they, M'Baku. He, yes, he, he auditioned for the movie Black Panther in oh. the role of M'Baku. But didn't get it. But they liked him a lot. The the powers that be at Marvel, and uh, so they casted him as the cool old Bushmaster in Bush the in a Luke Cage. Yeah, but uh, another Luke Cage. One of the cool things about this movie is that the accents were very deliberate. So apparently, Wakandans, like where they placed Wakanda in the African map, mm-hmm. it is supposed to be. Now I'm going to mess this up. How do you say the name of their language? Osa. Okay, it's X H O S A. One more time. Oh. <laughs> One more time. Mess up. Osa. Okay, see, there you go. They do a lot of clicking in this movie. And yeah. the cool thing about that is that it's found in Zimbabwe, South Africa area, which apparently is like kind of where they placed Wakanda. Okay. But the Jabari, they speak the Igbo. Igbo. 
Igbo tongue, and that's in like the southwest Nigeria. So they're like making sure that the accents are somewhat relevant to where they're placed. Oh, which I think is really cool. Witness cool. the power of the Jabari tribe firsthand. <laughs> I think I would like to be a Jabari, except they're kind of cold because it's snowy. Yeah, it's cold, and they ain't got no uh, Kamoyo beads. <laughs> no That's <thanks>. true. <laughs> they are, they're dying from frostbite up there. <laughs> no meat either. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not living off of seeds and Sorry, leaves. Jabari. Uh, <laughs> okay, so before we wrap this up, I have one question to pose because it's been on my mind, and I think we need to discuss it. Apparently. Apparently. Apparently, there ain't no more purple herb. No more. That's right. No more heart-shaped, heart-shaped herb, herb to turn gone. people into Black Panthers. And in uh, this most recent movie called Infinity War, the, the Black Panther, spoiler alert, Nah, don't spoil it. Okay. Things may have yeah. happened. Yeah, don't spoil it. Okay, but well, listen. Then how is there ever going to be a Black Panther I'm going to tell you, one of those ladies that was up in that, like, little purple flower the place, garden. they cut off a flower and it's in their pocket. Right. I Yeah, that, that's, that's an easy answer. I think a more complicated answer would be that they mine some of the vibranium and do a, a new t- technological... Uh, use for it where they you become vibranium <laughs> or no or they they like because like the heart-shaped herb comes from the earth that was like impregnated with vibranium exactly. right so i think that if they do like a little deconstruction process they can turn the vibranium back into earth and grow it into why not a right like a fertilizer or something almost. like that yeah yeah Whoa, that's a very far-fetched theory whatever My far-fetched <laughs> theory is when they if time travel is supposed to be part of Avengers 4, okay. just like another company, Flashpoint, mm-hmm. everything goes back. They change the past, and therefore the herb was never really destroyed. Hmm. That's my far-fetched theory. I mean, that makes sense. I don't like using time travel to change everything. That it bothers me because you then know? it's an easy cop-out writing-wise. Right. It's like, it oh, is, well, then, I mean, well, then not nothing yeah. happened. Oh, well, then why did I watch that, that whole movie? Like, <laughs> why did I have emotion? Does it not make sense in the butterfly effect, though? It's not as if it's something else. Yeah, but why we it going depends back, on how far they go back. back. Far. Yeah. How far back we going? It don't matter. We going back 20 years. Why don't we all just die? <laughs> I'm never born. Never killed matter. Never killed Njobu. You never know. You never know. <laughs> we'll just go all the way back and we'll pick up young Eric and we'll just take him back <laughs> yes. to Wakanda. We'll all fix right, the right. whole damn thing. <laughs> the lazy theory goes with my theory. The more advanced, more um, mature and... Uh, elegant thinking. theory goes with Andre's Thank theory. You. And mine is the one that probably happened. That lady was that like, lady oh, no, like, man, I'm just going to cut a couple. one of those off. Yeah. <laughs> you tripping, boo, because that's what Nakia did. She yeah. went in there, stole one, and was like, hey, get one in your pocket. Or, or Nakia must have been when sneak is. Or she's just like, <laughs> you told me to burn all these flowers. You didn't tell me to burn the seeds, dog. I got a bunch of seeds <laughs> <laughs> over here. I'm just going to plant some more. Uh, <laughs> you should have been more specific. Uh, he said Andre. to kill uh, the flower. Oh, that's good. I like Let's that. Let's talk the money. This movie, money. this movie made a lot of money. Yeah, um, it did. It's still making money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is no way to calculate the money it is still making. <laughs> So this movie had a budget of $200 million. Oh. Quite a, a fair amount. That's a budget. It's opening weekend. It made $202 million. Oh, that's fine. Boom. Ba-boom. <laughs> uh, you get two in, ba-booms. In the U.S., it grossed $699 million. Jesus. Almost $700 million. And then um, across the globe, foreign 
foreign, it made $646 million. So was that plus? Like six plus six? That's plus. It has no, a cumulative a worldwide gross of $1.3 billion. I believe it's like... That doesn't even include merch or nothing. That's just movie right, money? Right, yeah, that's just movie money. I think... They it, can take my, mo- my movie like money. It's like the ninth highest grossing movie of all time or something like that. Uh, I don't have those numbers, but... I'm just going to throw it out geez. there that it's this movie is... A movie in our podcast little history here. Yeah. It is the movie that has come out the soonest that we have. That we've discussed. That we've discussed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it just came out this year and we're discussing it. Most of the other movies are like either a year or longer right. older um, that we, we discussed. couldn't wait, man. We couldn't. We couldn't wait. But for those types of numbers and we're really only like five or six months away from its opening, that is insanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ish, ish a lot. Good for them. One of my favorite things were all the memes that came out of this freaking movie. Like <laughs> Wakanda Forever. You literally just saw Wakanda Forever everywhere. All the time. Yeah, every time I play HQ, there's people commenting Wakanda Forever. Wakanda? Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda Forever. I like to rent a Wakanda. Uh, Ooh, uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> oh my God, we could open up a hotel that's like Wakanda, but it's called a Wakanda, and you stay there, and it's... No, but that reminds me of that other hotel. <laughs> What's the hotel movie in Africa that ended badly? Hotel Rwanda? Yeah. It rhymes with Wakanda. See, we don't need that. Get out of here. That's what it made me think of. Nobody's going to want to stay at our Wakanda. Rotten tomato meter. Oh, yes. Um, Some Wakanda. (laughs) Wakanda. I live in the Wakanda. On IMDb, this movie has a 7.5 out of 10. Really? Which is, you know, okay. Okay, IMDb, shut up. Uh, (laughs) But on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie boasts a score. How come I never have this up? Andre, like seriously, you have one job. (laughs) Nobody else has a computer in front of them but you, (laughs) dude. This movie, y'all got phones, you could plug it up. This movie (laughs) has a score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, That's pretty good. Tell me that's not like funny though, like... Almost every other movie that we watch, the Rotten Tomato score, or the rot- <laughs> Rotten Tomato score, and the IMDb score are very similar. Yeah, this one is pretty freaking. Well, different. and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes says seventy nine percent. Right, and on Metascore it has an eighty eight out of a hundred. So, so what? We're like in between like A and C. It's like that's some, an issue. Some fluctuation there, but um, very good in my book. Very good. You know what I really like too is that. And I know I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but there's no one who I have heard or seen on the in the interwebs, regardless of their nationality, their background, their 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 color, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes this movie. Right. Like there's not it's not like just black people like this That's movie. Good. Like everybody and their mother likes this movie. Right. Well, honestly, I love it. This woman appeals everyone. to just uh, this woman. This appeals. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> this movie appeals to women, too. Oh, yeah. Lot. Because I think that's what I really got out of it was like the strong woman character thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. No, I just got all the abs that were in this movie. I got lots of pectorals. A lot of <laughs> all that, too. You know. <laughs> all the, the soon-to-be Disney dads up in this movie. <laughs> soon-to-be <laughs> Disney dads. There's some hot mamas in this movie, Yeah, minus T'Challa. No, T'Chaka, though. At one point. He's the real Disney dad, and I am about it. At one point in the casino scene, Nakia, she's, like, running up the stairs, and, like, her thighs are coming out of her dress, and it's just nice. Hey, this is is not (laughs) cracking the vault, sir. Andre like Get out of here. (laughs) Rate this movie. (laughs) This movie. This is not Nakia thigh rating either. um, (laughs) There's not a lot wrong with this movie. Agreed. It's very good. It's very perfect. (laughs) 
It's very so perfect. It's very perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm literally trying to think of any reason that you I gave it a very perfect. That's a, those are two words that don't go together. Um, I will. Very perfect. I will say one, and this is a minor, minor criticism. That in the comics, the Dora Milaje, they're all they're all women, which they are in this movie. But because of that, because they're so close together, there's a lot of like lesbian relationships oh, I that, saw that. that happen in the Dora Milaje. And that's not touched upon at all in this movie. Like Okoye, I believe I believe in the comics, Okoye and not Nakia, but the other one, I think her name is like Aja or something like that. They they have a they have a, a lesbian relationship. And and that would have been nice to see. In yeah, a movie that that, that, more, that already has nice a lot of see, representation, but I don't know if it was too relevant to the storyline that they would have gotten into it a lot. No, but it was I mean, more her, about her love story ended up affecting the storyline yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so a little you know, bit. they could have they could have just altered that ever so slightly. Yeah. So that's small criticism. But regardless of that, I think I am going to give this movie a ten. What? It's, <laughs> it's, Are you though? It's very, very, very good. Very good. Very good. Very lots good. of great action. Lots of fantastic performances yep. all around. All the actors did very good. I'm going to rate this movie in relation to other Marvel movies. Why? We're rating the movie, not the <laughs> Marvel I know, universe. But, but a ten. For Little Mermaid is different than a ten for a Marvel movie. You know right. What I so mean? what would you when you saw this movie? What would you give it? I'm gonna give it a ten. Okay. okay. But <laughs> in for an action movie. Okay. Yeah. I give it a ten for like a superhero action movie. It's a ten because you're like, wait, you gave this a ten, but you gave Little Mermaid a ten. Well, yeah, Little Mermaid's a ten, man. But so is this movie. <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense if I was like, Little Mermaid's a 10, and so is Black Panther. Like, well, just, they're different types of right. movies. They're different types of 10s. And you enjoy them for different reasons. <laughs> they're different 10s, but they're both 10s. Well, I mean, I could say you were a 10 and Andre's a 10, but for different reasons. I want to be where the Wakandans are. Oh, I'm about I want to see, see some see vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a 10. Go, Emily. Giving it a 9.5. Boom. Because you know how I feel about non-perfect movies. But it's great. There's no problems. One of my favorite parts is how, like, Claw be dead pretty fast yeah. like like we went we liked him we disliked him he moved he was dead like mm-hmm. it was a very that good thing and one of my favorite scenes in the movie i know i said that every freaking five seconds but we didn't talk about it is when they end up stealing right in the beginning of the movie the first time you see killmonger yes. they're in a uh, museum and he's going in to steal a piece of um miss pretty much a miss um uh, what do you call that? Like a mismonikered item. It right. said it was from a different part of Africa. And yeah. he's like, nah, that's Wakandan. Like, like I know all about that. Mm-hmm. And so he employs Claw. He gets him in there. And it's hilarious. Like their whole like heist yeah. situation. It's real. They make a pretty good team. Oh, it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, but I love his interaction with the museum curator. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much like... He, he shows her up in almost like a very articulate way and yeah. he tells her like I know you think what you know is true but I'm going to tell you that you've been looking at me sideways the entire time I've been in here and I actually know more than you do so I'm going to need you to back up. He was like he was like uh He's like, I'm gonna take this off your hands. And she's like, these items aren't for sale. He's like, oh, were they for sale when y'all stole them, your ancestors? <laughs> I don't think so. And then I don't think and so. And then he poisons her coffee. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a a, that's intense. a pretty good mic drop if you ask yeah. me. It's like, a little bit intense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna good. take this off your hands and your life. You're welcome. Hey, <laughs> bye, Louise. Hi, Auntie. That's also my uh, second favorite. Oh <laughs> yes. Hi, Auntie. I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine. Yeah. Nine. That was good. Nine. It was just um. I guess I'm going to do uh, this and compare it to other movies. Compared to other movies, it just wasn't a 10 for me. Because I have a very close 10 right. that we have yet to discuss. Mm. 
It's hard. So it's me, hard it's when you start comparing movies. I do it's it true. too. Yeah. I do it all the time and I have to like take myself out of my own brain like this movie. Not compared to this movie, but I always Well, do and that. one of the really cool things about this movie is especially for me because I'm a hard critic and I, I try not to be, but when I walked out of the movie theater, I was like, "Ooh, good." Yeah, yeah. And you know me, I'm like I always have something to say. <laughs> and this one I was like, mm. Good. So mm, good. Yeah. good. You know what's also good? Mm, Baku. You know what's also good? Oh yeah. That? I I don't know what song that is, but I know what you're Ooka 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 Chaka Ooka Ooka. Our next movie. I can't stop this feeling. In the Marvel Universe. Deep inside of me. Set in space. Girl, you just don't realize. Watch what you do to me. me. We're watching Guardians of uh, the Galaxy uka, uka, next uka. week. Check it out. Directed by best. James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, and uh, a couple of other creatures. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of other creatures. A tree. A tree. A, a raccoon. Don't <laughs> <A raccoon. laughs> <laughs> on the Black lady. Panther episode. All right. You guys will be, we'll be watching uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy next week. So tune into that. In the meantime, there will be lots of singing. Head over to our. That's why people aren't going to listen. There's a lot of singing. <laughs> head over no, to our listen. social media. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hit us up there. Comment on the episode. We <laughs> love talking to you. If you love talking to us, you can send us a DM at any one of those social media platforms, or you can send me an email to contact at thewaltvaultpod.com. I like receiving emails. And we also. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. We also want to say thank you to all you guys who. Uh, Wrote back on our what yes. movies would you like to see? Yes, we were taking the, those Instagram th- questions for the win. Yeah, and we were taking your um, your suggestions very seriously because yeah. Andre's over here trying to do like a full well, Andre and Louise. I think we're, we're doing do like a whole uh, sports month. appreciation month or something for August. Like, yeah, we're gonna take those movies you guys yeah. suggested. You guys are gonna get uh, which get are good get your because wishes. a lot of them we wouldn't have thought of, and I think we can all kind of agree that we've been picking some really great movies, so we need to get into the realm of. Movies we haven't seen before. We gotta get into the weeds. We gotta get into some cult classics and some, uh, you know, some other stuff. We gotta, we gotta get in. We gotta explore. Yeah. So I'm excited. Thanks for your suggestions. I appreciate it. Cool runnings. Um. Okay. Jamaica got the bobsled team. In the future, we'll 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 see. Um. If you want to support the Walt Vault, you can do so in several ways. You can subscribe to us, first of all. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube. We're on all podcast platforms. Get out there and hit subscribe. We'd like you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That really helps get the podcast seen and get us into more people's ears, which is where we want to be. So you can do that. You can also shop on Amazon by going to thewaltvaultpod.com slash Amazon. Click on the link, shop like normally, and a portion of your purchase will be sent to us at no additional cost to you, which is my favorite. You can also just like bookmark that link instead of going to thewaltvaultpod.com, and then you'll be helping us every time you shop on Amazon, which we greatly appreciate. Helps keep the lights on. What also helps keep the lights on here is going to patreon.com slash thewaltvault. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. And get access to our after show, A Crack in the Vault, where we talk about different aspects of these Disney movies that we're talking about. I post my notes that I write while watching the movies. Those are entertaining and graphic. And um, what else do we do there? Oh, if you sign up at the $5 or more level, you get a a gift sent to you from us. Don't don't you like gifts? Gifts are great. (laughs) 
Michelle's doing the happy baby yoga pose on the floor, oh which God. is my least favorite yoga pose. We have more things to do. She needs to get up <laughs> off the floor. You guys, that's been it for this week. We thank you for listening to us. <laughs> that's all for now. We'll see you next week for some Guardians goodness. Bye-bye.